Hello, we are Tim and Lisa Mahan. Welcome to God Talk. All right. (laughs) So today what we're going to talk about is the rapture. We're going to get into a little series here. Not really a little series, I guess, but a series about end times. Mm. And we're going to start with the rapture. Uh, And the reason that we want to do this is because, you know, there's a lot of fear in the world. A lot of people are asking, are we in the end days? Are we in the end times? And if so, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right? What should we expect? Mm-hmm. And so the Bible's pretty clear, I think, about the end times, uh, all the different aspects of it, and all the different events that make it up. And so we're going to start this series uh, talking about those things. I'm super excited because I think this is confusing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think it, gets, it can be super weighty. And the people I know that we've talked to and that I've talked to on the streets, it's it's not understood very well. And so even people uh, that I met at a bank when I was doing some banking were talking about, you know, with everything going on with COVID and with the natural disasters and with the hostility and the fear going on right now, people are thinking more about what's going to happen when they die or what's going to happen when God comes back. And there's some confusion. There can be, there can be confusion, but there doesn't have to be. And so I hope that when we're done with this series, which I think will be a a couple of podcasts. Probably um, a few at least. I'm thinking maybe four, four or five even. We'll see. Yeah. And I'm hoping that we can shed some light on it and there'll be less confusion and there'll be more encouragement for each person that listens to this because it's just Tim and I have been talking about this one for a while. Yeah. And um, it's been coming up all over the place. So I'm excited. Yeah. Well, and, you know, disclaimer up front, right there. When we talk about the end times, you know, Scripture has so many different verses across so many different books, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament that talk about the different events of the end times. And it can really easily get confusing. I mean, there are... You know, even just within believers themselves, you know, you have one end of the spectrum where people don't believe in the rapture at all, what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Some people believe there's what's called a pre-trib rapture, a mid-trib rapture, a post-trib rapture. All that to say that there are just varying, varying um, beliefs within even believers themselves as to what end times are and what they consist of. Mm Mm-hmm. And we'll get into a little bit more of that. Mm -hmm. But what we're going to focus on today is the rapture. I'm sorry, did you have Mm -hmm. something? Yeah, no, and I think people get scared because I know I've had a couple of comments on something that I posted with, you know, you need to be saved. Um, It was like, because the end is soon, you know, how sometimes we'll say, well, the end is near, the end is coming. And people think that that's a scare tactic on the part of some Christians. And that's not what we're trying to do is scare you. No, no. (laughs) You know, as believers, actually, when we talk about the end times, it should be exciting for us because Mm -hmm. we, we get to go be with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and our drive, our heart should be to take as many people with us to go see Jesus. Mm -hmm. So while the end times can be disconcerting and, and, you know, even terrifying if, Mm -hmm. if you're not sure of your salvation, Mm-hmm. Um, we as Christians, we should have the aspect of, man, this is great. We get to, you know, we're going to experience this. And every generation, you know, believes that the end times are going to occur 
during their watch, so to speak, on this earth, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I were 100 years old, which I'm not, <laughs> but if I were 100 years old, there have probably been multiple things within my my lifetime that made me think, man, the end is close, right? The end is near. We're The rapture is going to happen at any second. And it's good that each generation feels that way because at some point, one of the generations is going to be right because it's going to happen. Yes. Right? And And I do believe, not through, you know, revelation or trying to make Scripture say what I want it to say. You know, I, I do believe it's going to happen during our lifetime. But... You know, like I said, I think probably all generations feel that way, but I, I don't know. I feel it's going to happen. We're going to see it. Yeah, well, we, it says, you know, oftentimes we'll hear the scripture, you know, none of us know the hour or the day, which is totally true. None mm-hmm. of us know when Jesus is coming back. Not even Jesus, right? Right, just the Father. Yeah. <laughs> so we would obviously not know. None of us would know, but it does say we should um, sense the times or recognize, discer- the, seasons, recognize yeah. the seasons. And so we're recognizing a lot of seasons that are <laughs> crazy, right? That are spiral- spiraling out of control. And so we do need to have some sort of awareness about what's going on around us. Yeah, absolutely. So let's jump into this. Um, before we get started talking about the rapture specifically, Uh, I'm just going to lay out a timeline of the end times events as I understand them. And again, I use that caveat as I understand them because, again, Scripture, you'll get people with varying um, ideas of of how this is supposed to unfold. But the way that I understand it is the first thing that's going to happen is the rapture, okay, what we're going to talk about today. And that can happen anytime. Mm -hmm. There's nothing holding it back. Nothing has to happen before the rapture can occur at this point. All right, that's the first event in the the end times timeline. The second one will be the tribulation, which we'll start talking about during the next podcast. And that's a seven year period. And that's just a terrible, terrible time to be alive on the earth. We as believers will be raptured out before the tribulation, right? And so if you have questions about that, hopefully as we delve into this, that'll answer some of those questions for you. So you got the rapture, the tribulation, then the second coming of Jesus. And a lot of people confuse the rapture with the second coming. But I think scripture is very clear that those are two separate events. And we'll, we'll talk about those as well. Then after the second coming is the thousand year reign where Christ will reign on earth for a, literally a thousand years. And then after that is the new, new heaven, new earth, the new Jerusalem will come down. So those five events, rapture, tribulation, second coming, thousand-year reign, followed by the New Jerusalem, are the five main events that consist or that make up the end times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's just, it's a lot, yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> <And> we're <laughs> we're, we're going to use some notes on this one. You'll probably hear us flipping papers over and stuff like that. You know, typically we just kind of roll with it, and we're going to roll with it a little bit here too, but because there are very specific things in Scripture that we want to cover. Um, We're going to stick a little bit more to notes this time than normal, uh, and probably even more so um, as we continue through the end times discussion here. So, okay, so we're talking about, so when we talk about end times, we're not talking about just 
Jesus is coming back and everybody's going to be gone. There's steps, basically, is what you're saying, in end times. Right. And that we're at the end of the end of the age. So we're close to, we believe, the rapture. I believe we are very close to the rapture. So we're very close to the rapture. So if I, I mean, that's a crazy word. I'm looking in my, my concordance here and I'm not seeing the word <laughs> right. rapture. Yeah. yeah, so where people get the rapture from actually it's in first thessalonians 4 17 and again it's not the actual word rapture or rapturo that's used it's a different word but in first thessalonians 4 17 it says then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the lord and that term or that phrase caught up is the greek word herpazo and it means to seize, carry off by force, claim for oneself eagerly to snatch out or away. And that's, you know, First Thessalonians 4.17 is one of the main scriptures that people point to uh, to describe the rapture or to prove that that's an event that's going to happen in the end times. Okay, so the rapture is being caught up in the air. Dead, if you're dead or if you're alive. Right, all believers. All believers, even if I'm buried in the ground, yep. even if I'm cremated. Even if you're cremated, <laughs> you're going to be caught up in the air first, actually. If, you, if you've passed, you'll meet Jesus in the air before the believers who are alive go up. Okay, and it's, so it's a transportation of believers. Right, and notice it says that we're going to meet Jesus in the air. Right, and that's key. And remember earlier I was telling you that some people get the rapture and the second coming either confused or they think it's the same thing. The rapture, we're getting taken up. We're going to meet Jesus in the air. And um, when Jesus is coming back for the second coming, he's actually going to land on earth, on Mount, Ol Mount of Olives, outside okay. of Jerusalem. So the rapture, we get taken up and meet him in the air. But when the second coming occurs after the tribulation... Jesus will come all the way to earth to reign for a thousand years. Okay. That makes sense. So I was just thinking high five in the air. We're going to high five in the air. And high five on the ground. <laughs> and then be grounded and high five on the ground. So he's not actually touching down the first time that he comes back. Yep, that's correct. And actually, we can just go to the, the scripture here. It's Zechariah 14.4. This is getting a little bit ahead. This is talking about the second coming. And this is a prophecy from Zechariah. It says, And his feet, his being Jesus, and Jesus' feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and on the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And it goes on to, to talk a little bit more about that, but just saying that that's the second coming. So the rapture, we go up to meet him in the air. The second coming, he comes all the way to earth and begins his thousand-year reign. Okay, gotcha. Right. So, so in this podcast, though, we're talking more about the rapture itself. Yeah, we'll we'll try to stick to the rapture. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, what we're anticipating when people say Jesus is coming back, right? Get ready, Jesus is coming back. Get ready, it's he's coming back in the air. Believers will be transported or raptured, meet him in the air, whether they're dead or alive right now. Right. And then we'll all go with him. Absolutely. And that's what we're talking about right now. That's what we're talking about. That's the first part, the first stage, if you will, of of the progression of the end times yep. continuation. You got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, rapture before the tribulation. So we're going yeah, we're talking about the rapture now. Okay. So so then what my question would be is what what if the rapture happened today? 
What if it happened today? Yeah, like, okay, so let's say right now it happened, or in an hour we got raptured. So we're anticipating this thing. So what it, what is going to happen when the rapture happens? So when the rapture happens, the, well, let me just say this. The reason for the rapture is to is God wants to take his church or his bride off of this earth because the period that follows that, again, the tribulation, seven-year period is absolute horror. You know, God is judging the earth during the tribulation. And all the unbelievers that are alive will have to go through the tribulation. But actually, most of them won't even make it through the tribulation. There's going to be, you know, death and destruction, disease, all, you know, the, the worst thing the world has ever seen okay, will, but will be that seven-year revelation, or I'm sorry, tribulation. Okay, but we'll talk about that tribulation right. in a minute. We're but, going to talk right now about the rapture. Right, so the rapture, right? So if the rapture happened today, let's just say, and I put some numbers here again, just to kind of give you guys a clue. Um, well, to give all, all of us a clue, <laughs> not just you guys. <laughs> we all need a clue. I need a clue. So... Just to kind of show, and actually we're going to talk a little bit more about the tribulation because these numbers are, are important, I think. And it's, it's again, it's showing what we that are caught up in the rapture, the believers, are going to get to miss this. But the reason God's pulling us out is because of what I'm about to describe going on in the world during the tribulation period that we're going to miss. So um, in Revelation, there are a few verses, and again, we'll talk about these more specifically in the tribulation. But what they tell us is there's going to be well over 50% of the population of the world that is left behind will be wiped out due to disease, pestilence, and various other acts that make up end times events within the tribulation. Okay, hold on a second, though, but that's what the Bible says. That's Yeah, that's what the Bible says. Because you said that's what they say is... That's what the Bible says. Yeah, Revelation. Thank you. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so um, let's just say, for example, like I think the population of the world today is like just under 8 billion. Phew. Right? So there's about <laughs> roughly 8 billion people on the planet today, give wow. or take. Wow. So the rapture, let's say, I, I looked this up, you know, what's the percentage of the world that's Christian? Okay. And most people say around 30% of the current population or about 2.4 billion are believers. Okay, whether that's true or not, for the sake of this exercise, let's just assume that's true. So that would be 8 billion people on earth, 2.4 billion are believers. So when the rapture happens, 2.4 billion people will leave the earth to meet Jesus in the air. So all of a sudden, the population of the planet will go from 8 billion to 5.6 billion, roughly. Jeez. Right? So there's already a huge chunk of people gone. So all the believers are gone at this point. Okay, so now kind of fast forward a little bit into the tribulation. And again, this is what we get to miss as believers. Um, the 5.6 billion that are left behind, over half of those will die from, you know, the murder, disease, pestilence, all the stuff going on through the tribulation. Mm-hmm. So... That's over 2.8 billion people that will die during the tribulation using today's numbers. That's so a lot of people. Yeah. And so within a seven-year period from the rapture, start of the tribulation to the end of the tribulation, tribulation being seven years long, the population will go from 8 billion before the rapture down to around 2.8 billion post-tribulation. Mm-hmm. So that is a huge 
huge decrease just over seven years. Mm-hmm. And again, as believers, we get to miss the tribulation. God tells us we get to miss the tribulation. Yeah, but even at the rapture, you're saying that the population is 8 billion and then 2.4 billion will be raptured. And then what's left behind before the tribulation is 5.6 billion. So 5.6, suddenly yeah. the world's going to be missing 2.4 billion people. Yeah. 30%. I mean, that's obviously not a exact number. <laughs> exact number is an exact statistic. We won't know until it happens, but that's a lot of pe- that's a lot of people all of a sudden missing and so that's where i start thinking about um where they're going to say that there's you know ufo's came and took us or oh yeah they're Absolutely. saying you know there's going to be a lot of people say different things about people who have gone and so it makes me think of things like while well, doing this podcast if somebody hears this later and that happened Guess what? We didn't get taken by UFO. Yeah, we're in heaven. Yeah. We're in heaven. Give your heart to the Lord because there'll still be time during the tribulation to do that. But Yeah, there'll be time. We'll get into that too. You can still be saved during the tribulation. But but at the point of the rapture, everybody left behind will, have, will be unbelievers. Okay. So that 5.6 roughly billion people that are left behind that are here when the tribulation starts, not one of them is a believer. Okay. So none of them will automatically assume that, wow, you know, well, I I guess I don't know for sure. I started to say nobody will believe that Jesus took them, but maybe some of those believers had been told about the rapture from their mom or their grandmother or something, and maybe then it'll click, and they'll Mm -hmm. be like, whoa, maybe. Maybe their friend talked to them a lot about Jesus, and now they're they're gone. Wow, it was true. Uh Uh-huh, wow. And, And they've got the news telling them UFOs took them. Yeah. But they heard their friend for 20 years talk about Jesus and the rapture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, so once the rapture occurs, once we go up to meet Jesus in the air, then that's when the tribulation starts. And that's when that seven years of just, you know, terrible things. And again, we'll get into that, uh, will occur. And there will be people that will come to Christ during the tribulation. Um, but they have already missed the rapture at that point. So they're going to have to endure and, you know, the, the numbers are against them, you know, more than half the people are, are not going to physically make it through the mm-hmm. tribulation. But all that, again, to, to emphasize that the rapture, uh, God is taking us up, us believers, up to meet him in the air. So we do not have to endure that seven-year tri- uh, tribulation period. And there's a scripture that I wanted to jump to in Daniel where he prophesies um, what I believe is a pre-trib rapture. And it's in Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. It says, And at that time, and talking about, you know, when Jesus appears in the sky, And at that time shall Michael stand up, Michael's the archangel, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never seen, never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, talking about when, when Michael stands up, thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. So Daniel here is talking about end times. And he said there will be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. So basically since the beginning of time. Hmm. This trouble, the tribulation, will be like will be something that has never been experienced before. But at that horrible time, when, when Michael stands up, when that period begins, 
we're raptured out. We're taken up. So We shall be delivered. I'm sorry. So do you think it's like rapture, bam, then Michael stands up? Like, or do you think there's a day or two in between? <laughs> no, I think it's, it says when he stands up. When he stands up. Does, so at that moment. At the moment that he stands up, but the rapture mm -hmm. goes rapture, then Michael stands up? No, Michael stands up. Then at that moment is the ra is the rapture. Right, we're taken up, and it says in another scripture, um, it, like the twinkling of an eye. That's how fast it's going to happen, right? At the twinkling of an eye, the entire rapture event is going to take place. The dead in Christ will rise, meet oh, him in the air, and okay. then the, uh, those of us that are still alive will also meet him in the air. Okay, so you're kind of going into the idea that some people don't believe the rapture will happen at all, or they believe that it's uh, the middle of the tribulation or it's post-trib, which I don't know that we need to get into all of that necessarily um, because we're this is our podcast and this is what we believe. So yeah, this is our podcast. <laughs> so and this is what God's you know commissioned us to chat about. So what I'm saying is you're talking about pre-trib rapture mm -hmm. when Michael stands up, the rapture happens, and Where's Michael going to be at? He's going to be in heaven. <laughs> he's he's just going to stand up in heaven and well, I mean, we won't see we won't see Michael stand up. It doesn't. Yeah, he's not going to like stand up in Houston <laughs> or in Philadelphia <laughs> or in Bahrain. I know. We're not going to see. I'm just adding a little levity, <laughs> you guys. We're not going to see Michael stand up. We're going to see Jesus know. come through the air. Yeah, I don't know. I guess exactly what we're going to see. So. It, the, the rapture itself, there are a lot of questions about, you know, how that will actually occur. But the scripture says what we do know is that when that moment happens, when Michael stands up, Jesus will be in the air. I don't believe any of the unbelievers will see him in the air. I don't believe they'll know, right? But we believers, we're going to hear that trumpet sound that's talked about in Revelations, I believe. I don't know the scripture off the top of my head. Yeah, I think it is Revelations. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna hear that sound. We're gonna be taken up like instantaneously, you know, in the twinkling of an eye. We're gonna be gone, right? And so that's what the rapture is for us: is we're gonna go meet Jesus in the air. And we're gonna get to miss the tribulation period. But on Earth, hmm. kind of describing how the the rapture occurs, Matthew twenty four, that whole chapter, Jesus is telling his disciples what to expect with the end times. And I'll jump down to, let's just look at Matthew 24. I'll start in 36 and go to about 42. Um, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He said, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven nor the son, but the father only. Right. So he's saying nobody knows, including himself, when the rapture is going to occur. Just God, the father. Reading on, it says, For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For in those days, talking about the days of Noah, before the flood, they were eating, they were drinking, marrying, given in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. So Jesus is comparing the rapture when he comes back for his church to the days of Noah and the events of Noah. And notice it says, in those days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, given in marriage. So everything was status quo. 
everything was normal, right? So this is another point that I believe proves in a that the pre that the rapture will be pre-tribulation, right? Because things are going to be going on normal. People are going to be eating, getting married, all the normal stuff that we see today will happen will be going on when the rapture occurs. If you know, just looking at it from a different perspective, if the rapture were you know, post-tribulation, after the seven-year period, as terrible as that seven years will be, I don't think there will be people, you know, eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, because it's going to be just a fight for survival. People are going to be starving to death. Mm -hmm. People are going to be doing everything they can to survive. Again, billions of people are gone at that point. You know, there's a lot of self-preservation going on. People aren't going to be concerned with the things that we're concerned about today. Mm -hmm like marrying and eating, right? So Jesus is describing to them when he's coming back for the church, and I believe he's telling them it's going to be, you know, before the tribulation occurs. Hmm. You look like you have a question. Mm -mm. I'm just absorbing it all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absorbing it too, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking about, you know, just thinking about the day in tribulation when people are, plunged into that and we'll talk about that more next time like we said but just yeah I was just going there with you while you were talking about it and it's mm. yeah I can't even I don't I can't even imagine <laughs> yeah and yeah it, so even looking at the days of Noah right when the flood came and wiped out the entire planet minus Noah and his immediate family I mean imagine how horrible that was but even the earlier scripture though says that the tribulation will be worse than anything ever experienced since the beginning of time. So it'll be worse than the flood that wiped out almost everyone. But notice, though, that God with Noah and his immediate family, they got put into an ark and they rose above the tribulation of that day, the, the flood. And I think that example applies to us. I think Jesus is going to lift us up above. We're going to be in the sky, right, going into heaven, above the actual tribulation that's going to occur here on earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, high five in the air. High five in the air. Like a real happy <laughs> high five in the air. A little bit happier than what we thought about <laughs> five minutes ago, isn't it? Ex exactly, yeah. yes. Uh, continuing on just a little bit too. So again, just in Matthew 24, um, let's look at 40 and 41 where it says, and again, Jesus is telling his disciples about you know the event that we know as the rapture. It says, then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly from the earth's perspective or from the unbeliever's perspective, what will occur at the rapture. You know, there will be people that will just basically disappear. One will be taken, one will be left. So there will be... You know, you think about people driving cars. You know, the driver, if they're a believer, when the rapture occurs, they're gone. Or, or airline pilots are flying a plane. If they're a believer, they're gone. You know, just imagine um, all the destruction and everything that's going to occur when roughly 2.4 billion people, again, by today's numbers, just disappear. They're gone. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the tribulation or the movies, tribulation movies, and oh, the Left Behind, Left Behind movies. Mm -hmm. I don't think it. I don't think those even probably 
capture how horrific it'll be. I, I don't think any human mind can, can picture how terrible the tribulation will be. Hmm. But again, you know, we, it's, it's our duty as believers to try to, to bring as many people with us to introduce as many people as possible to Jesus, to give them an opportunity to be saved so they don't have to endure that if the rapture occurs during our lifetime here. Mm -hmm. And then not just for people to get saved, but then I'm looking at Matthew 24, 42, where it says, Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on what day the Lord is coming. And so stay awake is watch in the Greek. And it says to keep awake, that is watch to be vigilant, to wake, to watch, to be watchful. So don't be, you know, have fun, but don't be, <laughs> don't just be completely unaware. Right. Yeah, be we awake. Need to be, yeah, awake and aware of the seasons, right? And, you know, Jesus, you know, talks about earlier in Matthew 24, and we don't need to turn necessarily to the scriptures there, but he talks about what it'll be like, you know, leading up to the end times events kicking off again, starting with the rapture. You know, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and all just all the things that he mentions there. All of those things we see today. Right. So I emphasize again, I don't think there's any event that needs to occur before the rapture can happen. It can literally happen at any moment, at any time. So what so talking about the rapture. So for the person who's like well, how do I be prepared? Because I've heard it a lot lately too. I've heard, get you know, Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. You can feel it in your bones and you can feel it in your your heart mm -hmm. that he's coming back soon. So what would you say to the person who says, well, gee, I don't know what to do. How do I get ready? Well, it's, it's as simple as accepting Jesus into your life, right? Again, all believers are going to be taken up in the rapture. So if if the rapture occurs during your lifetime, you, you want to be a believer. You want to go uh, when the trumpet is blown. You want to meet Jesus up in the air. You do not want to be part of the seven years of tribulation here. And again, we don't want to lead people to Jesus out of fear, right? Just so you get to miss the tribulation, right? You, we want you to have a relationship with, with Jesus, with God, the Father. You know, have the Holy Spirit in your life to be part of who you are. Uh, but it's as simple as accepting Jesus into your heart. That's what makes you a believer, you know, and, and if you've done that, then the tribulation is something that you know that you're not going to have to endure. Hey, you know, I want to say it's as simple as that because it is simple. Accepting Jesus into your heart is the easiest thing you'll ever, ever do. Mm -hmm. Easiest decision you could ever make. Mm -hmm. And it's just simply asking him, Lord, come into my heart. I realize that I can't save myself. I'm not righteous by my own works. The only thing that could make me pure or righteous is you. And so, Jesus, I ask you into my heart to change me, change who I am. Uh, make me be more like you and let your Holy Spirit exist inside of me. You know, that's, it doesn't have to be a, a, a perfect prayer. It's just asking him into your heart. And once you do that, you're saved. Once you're saved, again, you don't have to endure the tribulation. That's, that's not for you. Mm -hmm. That's for the world of unbelievers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I asked that just because I know some people are like, well, gee, I hope I get to go. And but they're believers. <laughs> so yeah. we're like, uh, you know, it says confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and you will be saved. Right. Romans 10, 9 and 10. 
Yeah, confess in your heart that Jesus is Lord. You recognize his lordship and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Mm -hmm. Invite him into your heart. Yeah. Ask him to forgive you for your sins. And, and if you think, well, I don't have any, just say whatever sins I don't think I have. Forgive me for those. <laughs> Trust me, if, if you're a human, you have sins. <laughs> we, and, uh, we all fall short of the glory of God without Jesus inside of us. We're we're not good enough yeah and lord come and be my come and be my savior yeah and and help me right and fill me up and and the lord loves people so he honors his own word and he doesn't lie he's, he can't lie right so you you mentioned earlier like the left behind and you know a question a lot of people have is you know what will the rapture be like you know Will we, if you've seen the Left Behind movies, you see that the believers, they just like disappear, right? There's nothing left but like their clothes and rings and pacemakers and, mm -hmm. you know, everything else is left behind. Mm -hmm. um, so is it going to be like that? Or, you know, will your spirit leave your body and your, your body just drop down dead physically, you know? And, right. <laughs> which Or will your clothes be folded? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's true. It could be anyway. But imagine if, you know, if we just left our body, if it's just our spirits and our bodies just fell down dead, mm -hmm. the horror that the people left behind would have to deal with, with, you know, 2.4 billion, 2.4 billion people, um, their bodies just laying around, right? Yeah. So I, I, I kind of believe along the lines of what the left behind series is talking about and I'll tell you why I think we will like completely disappear because I think we have precedence in the Bible right there are two people talked about in the Old Testament that were taken to heaven neither one of them died one of them was Elijah the other one was Enoch right and so in 2nd Kings 2:11, let's look at Elijah here um, it says, and as they still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them, the two of them being Elijah and Elisha, his protege. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And then it says further down in that same chapter there, um, and they said to him, talking to Elisha, the people that were gathered there said, behold, now there are with your servants 50 strong men. Please let them go and seek your master. So they were looking for Elijah's body. He was taken up into heaven. And they're like, well, let's go look for his body. And it may be that the spirit of the Lord has caught him up and cast him upon some mountain or in some valley. And Elisha said, you shall not send. But when they urged him till he was ashamed, he said, send. So he's saying, fine, go look for him. They sent therefore 50 men. And for three days they sought him, but did not find him. So there was no physical... There was no body of Elijah left. Like, he went completely physically, emotionally, spiritually. He was gone. He's gone. He was gone. And then if we go back to Genesis 5 for Enoch, it says, When Enoch had lived 65 years, I'm sorry, this is Genesis 5, verse 21. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Then in verse 24, it says, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Mm -hmm. It didn't say he died. It said he was there, and then he was not. Mm -hmm. So God took him up. And so while we don't know for sure, you know, how the rapture will unfold, you know. Well, can I, 
also interject mm -hmm. that also Jesus, when Jesus ascended, he didn't, I mean, he went completely up. He didn't leave. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Look at you go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, that's another example. Um, his, his body wasn't left here. He went. Right? He went, yeah. But some people might be like, well, yeah, that was God and, you know, Jesus, and he was going to fulfill something. And, you know, and all of that's true. And that's mm -hmm. kind of why I specifically, you know, pulled on two quote-unquote normal people, Elijah and mm -hmm. Enoch. Yeah, I love the examples of normal people, not just Jesus, even though Jesus was came as a man. But he yeah. came as a, as a quote-unquote normal person, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, but we don't think of it that way. No. You're right. But with Elijah and with Enoch, um, I think, you know, those are the only two examples, at least that I know of in the Bible, where, where God took people um, and they did not physically die or endure a death. And the, both of those examples, I mean, he took them completely, even their physical bodies left. And so while I can't say for sure that's how the rapture will be, again, I think that's kind of a precedence maybe that we could look at and, and think that that's a possibility mm -hmm. of how the rapture will be, where we would completely disappear. Mm -hmm. And so, again, the people that are left behind that will, the unbelievers that are left behind that will have to endure the tribulation, they're also going to be dealing with their loved ones that just totally left. No mm -hmm. explanation of what happened to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just gone and and trying to sort through the sort through the lies and sort through what everybody's telling them and um, just I think it's going to be super hard for some people. Yeah, and and there'll be the Antichrist, and we'll talk more about him with within the tribulation. He'll he'll seem to have all the answers, mm. right? So he'll he'll be able to convince people of just about anything. So um, even though like I believe we as Christians will completely disappear, he will be ready with an explanation of exactly what happened. And you mentioned earlier, you know, UFOs. And, mm -hmm. you know, 10 years ago, that was probably crazy to even talk about that. But, you know, within the last five or so years, there's been a lot of crazy UFO activity going on. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like things are getting lined up to um, prepare an excuse for the Antichrist to use or to give to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And I, I have not studied UFOs. But what? I thought that's what you were bringing to this. <laughs> I know. I left my UFO study in the car. But uh, I think sometimes the UFO business is also has something to do with demons, but that's a whole other yeah, whole other topic. Masquerading, but uh, yeah, that's a whole other topic. And maybe we'll do a UFO <laughs> podcast someday. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't get excited. <laughs> so there you have it. Yeah. Well, I think that really is a great way to just break it down and to say, okay, so Jesus is coming back. And you're like, oh, okay. And not to have, if you don't ha go to church or if you're not plugged in or if you've heard it, but you're still not clear about it. We just wanted to bring some clarity and some encouragement to it that you would be, ra it means rapture first and Jesus isn't touching down, meet mm -hmm. him in the air if you're a believer and then the church, will, the bride of Christ, the church will be gone yep. and that's what's going to happen first. And then next time, obviously, like we keep saying, we'll get into what happens after that because we are believing, Tim and I believe that we are at the end of the end of how things are going to go down. Yeah, I think and we're close. 
Jesus loves lots of people and he wants to take everybody with him. And so if you haven't given your heart to the Lord, we would encourage you to to do that. And we pray that you're, that the Holy Spirit would speak to you and talk to you and come near you and, and open your heart and open your mind to the love of God and not any other voice but the voice of Jesus and the voice of God and that the Holy Spirit would woo you into and bring you into the kingdom of God and that you would have salvation today. That's what we pray for. Amen. Amen. I agree with that. So, yeah, so that's the rapture again. It's 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 something that we as Christians should not fear, be fearful of. We should be looking forward to it, but in the meantime, uh keeping our eyes up, watching the seasons, um and it, taking as many people with us as we can. You know, we are we are called to share the gospel with people. All of us are, and that's something that we should be doing for the very reason of um letting people's lives be radically changed by Jesus and and become part of the the family of God the church be taken up in the rapture when the rapture comes mm-hmm. and that's always been the creator God who is God that's always been his desire yeah that's always what he's wanted but he always gives free will he so does. you don't have to do anything he that you, he's not making you so but that's his heart for you all right. All right. So that is it for the rapture. Um, next, we'll be getting into the tribulation. Um, not That one might be a couple of podcasts. We'll see as we start developing it more how this is going to go. But I'm it's excited. Exciting. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited as well. Thank you. Yep. So thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye. See you later. Bye.